Welcome to Business and Process, a daily dose kick in the pants resourceful podcast to keep you focused, on point, and crushing the overwhelm in your business. My name is Tim Vreeland, and I'm a business process coach. I owned a brick and mortar business for 10 years, and systems and processes is what kept that business from going bankrupt. I'm now on a mission to help married entrepreneurs with young kids run their business with confidence and clarity so they can show up the best for their family. Listen in as I share down-to-earth tips, hacks, and insights for how to have success in business and life through processes. What is going on? Welcome to another episode of Business in Process. And today I'm blessed with the opportunity to uh, connect and have Adelisa on the episode. She has a quite a robust uh, history and experience as far as compliance and legalities and stuff like that. And and her history of 19 plus years in, in that industry of helping business owners has just kind of fueled and propelled what she does today. And she is now the founder of the Scale Safe Academy. And I met her and connected through a, uh, a common coaching program that we're going through ourselves, which has just been a blessing in each of our lives. But Adelisa, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the episode and, and just elaborate a little bit more on yourself and, and what you do today. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much, Tim, for having me on. This is um, really great and so happy to share with your audience. Like you mentioned, I'm an attorney by profession, um, an attorney and compliance consultant. And over the last about 19 years or so, I've helped businesses, some global brands, entrepreneurs, nonprofits, help them really embed compliance into their business and develop winning strategies. And that's taken its form in so many different ways, including contracts, including negotiations, including developing compliance strategies around data handling. And so, yeah, and that's what I do most recently. I now help entrepreneurs take taking that same experience that I've um, worked with with companies and helping entrepreneurs do do the same as they scale their their online businesses. So what what got you into or what motivated you to to start the the Scale Safe Academy and and what motivated you to do what you are doing today to help other business owners? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I have I, I have a a, a heart for for business period in in find and also finding your purpose and destiny. And so I started a journey a couple of years ago helping women align their life with their destiny and purpose because I had gone through in my own journey a bit of misalignment that just really affected all parts of my life. And, and I, I started on a journey of, you know, self getting clear on why God put me here and everything. Mm. And, and it just produced some, such great results in my life. So I decided to, you know, share that journey and help other women in that are in transition. And so I went online, started doing coaching and got exposed to the online space as far as coaching online and started interacting with uh, other entrepreneurs online. 
And then what I started to see was that so many entrepreneurs, especially if they have a passion to have impact, to build abundance and a legacy for their family, we're doing that online, but there's really no teaching or training on how to be a business owner, how to take the legal structure to really make the business legacy lasting. And a lot of the things that I did for global companies and seeing the shifts in the online and digital space, Mm -hmm. so many entrepreneurs are just not aware. And a lot of changes that are that have been happening with in global companies or larger companies have been adjusting to the, the, the increased regulation of how we do business online. That knowledge is just not there with entrepreneurs. And so I, I thought of, I decided to um, build an academy to really help entrepreneurs bridge the gap where instead of ignoring the, the, those landmines to actually have a place where we hold them by the hand to help them um, build those compliance components into their business. That's awesome. I mean, it's so cool because, you know, what you're doing today is, is, as you mentioned and alluded to, is you had a lot of personal development and work, you know, probably some trials and in your past that you had to overcome. And that only adds, at least in my experience, a more solidified foundation for what I'm venturing into because you're more motivated because you understand who you're trying to help. And, and it's like your God-given purpose, all that experience, that 19 plus years of, of maybe even working for companies you hated working for, or even if you worked for yourself, those stresses of running a business that all kind of boils down today to help the people you're doing today, you know, and, and I forget the quote, but there's this uh, concept where to explain something simply, it, it takes um, someone who understands really something in an advanced manner, right? So if someone is very long winded in their explanation of a particular topic, it usually means that they don't fully understand it. When someone's very concise and straight to the point, they just, they have many years of experience that have brought them to a place to explain complicated things so simply. And it seems as though kind of the journey that you've been on has almost boiled you down to a place like this. And I know as an entrepreneur myself, it's so easy to self-sabotage, work against ourselves, even try to overcomplicate things because we think, you know, there's so much that entrepreneurs need help with, that small business owners need help with. I could do everything, including the legal. And and yet you've focused it down to really this this elephant in the room, which I, I definitely appreciate, uh, you know. So yeah, I, I just want to add that from my experience, but is there anything there that you would you would agree with as far as looking back on your journey to how it brought you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the elephant in the room is compliance in, in, in what, you know, legalese. I mean, and it's so easy to, to avoid it, you know, and just like, okay, I hope that it just takes care of itself. But if, if, especially in the online space, so many people that get into the online spaces is, is because there's a passion there that they're fueling. There's impact that they want to bring. And based on my experience, you know, when things are ignored, it makes it harder to actually reach that goal, to actually have everything come into um, fruition. And, and unlike, you know, many other industries that are really mature, if you look at any 
any industry that's like real old, like the health industry, right? The, the, the medical industry, pharmaceutical, you know, there are rules and ways of doing things that if you're in that space, even if you're like in the food space, restaurant space, you understand what you're supposed to do in business, right? In the online space, it's kind of, it's still an, it was an emerging industry, but now it's, it's past adolescence and now it's getting more mature. So the regulations are starting to be more enforced and entrepreneurs just, they, you know, the knowledge base is just not there. Yeah. And it's so easy to kind of like overlook it because it seems hard, you know, but there are certain principles that if we understand as entrepreneurs that just kind of feed through all of the compliance and that's really looking out for the doing onto others as you'll like done onto you. And if we understand that and embed that a lot of the laws actually make sense. <laughs> it starts to make sense in how you embed that into every step of what you're doing. And so having just having the tools and the framework by, you know, a lawyer or a consultant and then saying, okay, let me just let me plug this into what I'm doing and then keep it in mind like, okay, I'm here to serve my clients at the highest level. So I'm going to do onto them as I would like done, done onto me and then that will help clear up like, you know, how you handle customer data how you handle your, your, your independent contractors, how you handle, you know, con negotiations with mm -hmm. JD partners and et cetera, et cetera. So it can be boiled down and simplified to some very common principles on how we just play fair and play good in an online space. So. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. What you said about, you know, I, I, I love boiling down complicated topics to simple forms. And as much as I'd like to say it's to help other people, it's really so I can function because I have a very simple way of thinking as much as I like systems and processes for me to understand things. And the way I teach people is I take the complicated and have to boil down to the most foundational fundamental concepts. And I think that's for me. And then I can build from there once I understand that which is like what you're saying. And actually um, what I had mentioned briefly before we started recording that CPA I had connected with on a summit that I had just recently finished up, Jonathan Bengal. He's kind of a similar mindset as you, but he's uh, more on the on the the tax legality side. And he he basically has this concept, you know, where understanding, kind of like you said, the fundamentals is very important, even if you're going to outsource that particular part of your business and hire someone like yourself to, to handle a lot of the legalese, it's really never wise to be ignorant of what's needed to be done in your business. We, of course, have to limit what you know capacity we're understanding things so we can actually focus on what we're meant to focus on. But I, I found it so powerful during that summit when he talked about that because he says he requires all of his all of his, the people he works with to understand the foundation and the fundamentals, because he knows that that's what's going to bring a, a long season and journey for their business when they're at least educated on the basics of what's supposed to happen. And they're less likely to get taken advantage of when, when that comes up, you know, and I think that's very much like what you're uh, getting after there with what you explained. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what would you say, which I think is going to piggyback on what we've been talking about, but what would you say is one common myth that you've heard with starting a business? Oh, that you need a lot of capital. Now, 
if you're building a tech business or if you're in infrastructure or that that may be true but for a lot of businesses especially if it's service based you know um, the startup costs may be prohibitive so that's one of the biggest things that the biggest myths around that is like no money to start but if your idea is solid, people will throw money into you if yeah. you if that money is uh, if money is needed, or if you have value to offer the world and you've honed in the value and you communicate it well, people will throw money at you to solve their problems. Have Have you had experience or witnessed in in other customers you've worked with experience where they've delayed starting what they found to be their true calling because of that reason? Yeah, in, in the coaching space, when I was doing the pur- purpose and destiny, a lot of times, you know, people will stay in a job or career that they hate because of the misconception, like, I don't have the money to get started. It costs too much money to get started. And one of the things that I think is, is kind of sad is that, you know, a lot of people who are far along in their entrepreneurial journey, they may not share how they begun, how they started. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then it appears like you have to be a superhero to get started. But even Superman starts out with Clark as Clark Kent, yeah. you know? And so you start starting with what you have and just start providing value was one of the hardest things to get some of the women to switch over to is mm. that fear of moving forward into the unknown and, and just offering what you have yeah. and even learning to hone that along the way. But the money, the money thing, like it just takes too much money. You know, who would pay me? Yeah. Was yeah. The there's biggest. really something deeper going on there is what you're getting at. And, and it's such a blessing to see the trend, the, uh, the transformation with people when they start to recognize their God-given abilities and talents and really how they truly can bless other people. Even people that are farther along, maybe financially, but they're not as far along socially, developmentally, you know, personally, like there's so many areas we all can grow. And that was actually why I had uh, put together a, that summit that I was talking about with Jonathan was called In Common. And the whole premise was to show that we're all, we all have a lot more in common than we think. And even if someone is farther along or, or, you know, they have a bigger social following, they're just financially farther along a more developed business. They seem to have more confidence. They not only when they started, did not start from that place. They had plenty of trials, but secondly, daily, they are very intentional and purposeful with how they continue to stay in that space. You know, people come and go because they build it on the wrong foundation. You know, like the Bible says, you know, how, how it was built on the sand. Right. You know, and so, you know, a faulty foundation built on the sand, you know, is, is going to wash away. So it's the same kind of thing. And that was what really fueled my passion for that summit. And it was a blessing to hear the stories of the speakers come on, because just like you said, it was just so profound to hear they're human. They're, they're actual people that eat food just like us. You know, they, they have, they get sick. Like they're just, they're normal people, you know, they're just more intentional with their purpose and, and overcoming their, their limiting beliefs and stuff. What you said, I yeah. think the differentiator is fighting for your purpose. And, and, it, and if that means fighting old beliefs, <laughs> fighting doubt, I mean, just being that intentional and yeah. staying in the, in the game to 
continue the developmental process and fighting for it. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. So who would you say you've been through quite the journey and, and, you know, your coaching has kind of shifted over the years. So who would you say has really impacted you to become the entrepreneur you are today, like two to three people in, in, in your life? Yeah. I, the, I, I, three come to mind and they played very different roles for me. My dad, Russell Brunson and Myron Golden. And so <laughs> They all three played very um, different roles. So my dad um, was an entrepreneur most of his life. We're a, I'm a first generation American that my parents immigrated um, to the U.S. from Nigeria when I was like two years old. And he had his own business most of uh, my life. And so I and so I saw with him the rigors of he had a travel agency, the rigors of, of servicing clients and um, servicing them without process, you know? And so that, that error when I was era, when I was young and I worked in his office predates, you know, the internet and a lot of systems and computers that we use today. And a lot of things were very manual. And so just seeing, you know, the, the, that now where I am, I can I can certainly see how a lack of process inhibited further growth. And and sometimes we think this is all there is, right? This is as far as we can grow because we've actually reached the capacity of how much we can grow as an individual. But by putting systems and processes in and duplication and, and having people to help, you know, duplicate effort and making it as systematized as possible, that allows for scale. Mm -hmm. And I think that the lack of, you, you know, reducing things to the lowest denominator and making it as repeatable as possible is the enemy of scale. You know, so as, as the more complex it gets as far as different ways of doing things, that reduces efficiency. So having the experience of, you know, having a small business, you know, growing up in, a, in, in an entrepreneurial family, having a small business and seeing that the, how manual things were done and how we did our, our business did stay, stay small. As I um, ventured out and, and saw a lot more in business, I can see how, you know, systems could have produced scale. So mm -hmm. my dad, number one, I mean, laid a great foundation for me as far as being entrepreneurial in nature is in my, but then also seeing, you know, what to do and what not to do. And then Russell Brunson, he, it's like when I discovered him, it was like, oh my God, I've been doing online marketing all wrong. And I was like, I cried. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been, everything I was doing was wrong. So, so just his genius in the, in the marketing industry, which was, um, huge for me because as an attorney, we are basically taught not to market, right? And so there are so many ethical obligations we have around marketing, you know, where it's like, oh, I mean, just kind of stay away from it. And so when I started my coaching business, 
I didn't know how to market at all, you know? And so it was a whole new skill that I had to develop. And so I really appreciate him around that. And then Myron Golden, he's my mentor and he really expanded my mind as to what is possible in about, yeah, about what is possible in business and in, 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 in using your, your, your talents, your giftings as a vehicle for wealth, leveraging that and how to exchange really how time is the most precious asset we have and being willing to trade money for time. And and, and, and that was one of the biggest shifts, mind shifts for me under his uh, mentorship. You know, I appreciate you sharing all that. You know, first of all, I can relate, uh, you know, as your father being on that list, you know, my dad definitely is on mine, but he, he was a different kind of entrepreneur in that he ran a church. You know, I, I grew up a pastor's kid. My dad was a senior pastor of a small church for a long time and running a church is pretty much like running a business, but you have the biblical politics, which is almost worse than non-biblical politics. But, but yeah, I mean, my, my dad went through a fair amount of challenges and stuff he had to kind of navigate through. And, you know, I think a lot of my entrepreneurial spirit came from that. The more I look back on that, but Russell Brunson, you know, of course I know him and, and Myron Golden, I love him as well. I mean, they are both just such a blessing to just the business community and online marketing. And one thing I want to say for me, when I met Russell, it was about maybe a year and a half ago or so when I was first exposed to his whole company, ClickFunnels and whatnot, was this this realization that you can be successful in business with, without losing your soul. Because when mm-hmm. I first got involved in business about 13 years ago, I helped turn around a small family business that this was you know, even 2013 and technological, I mean, even 13 years ago in technological days is, is a while ago, right? I mean, they were advertising in the yellow pages. They didn't have a website. There was all sorts of stuff. So there was a lot of systems that I helped implement that were non-technological based. They were just simply intentionality and that helped us pay a tremendous amount of business, the debt off and everything. So it was a great journey, but unfortunately the mentors that I surrounded myself with way back then, when I first got involved in business, were the hustle mindset, you know, they found success. They were multimillionaires, but that was on the back of divorce and, 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 you know, not being present for their kids and all this stuff. And I always had this identity crisis where I was like, I don't want to be that person. Right. I, I very hold my, my values very true to myself, you know, but yet I believe I have more in me and, and I have a calling to serve. And I know that will bring financial success. And I always battle with this. And unfortunately it, it was, it was bad mentorship that kind of um, led me down this rough journey for many years. And when I found uh, ClickFunnels, it just came at the most beautiful time to see that you can really have genuine people like Russell and Myron and people that really uh, hold true to their values and they have a servant's heart. And then the success is really a byproduct of that. And that was such a, a, a nice reframe for me. And it sounds like it was for you, for you to bring those three people up because I, I, I would add those actually to my list as well. Usually people talk about family and friends and stuff, but I'd probably have Myron and Russell on my list as well. So, but I appreciate you sharing that because it just, it humanizes the whole journey and experience in business, you know, that it really, you know, our identity is very much a part of, you know, how, how we're serving others. So, so I guess just kind of, you don't have to go super deep because I think you've alluded to this, but is there anything that you wish you had known when you first started your business? I know you kind of talked about how you did marketing all wrong and stuff, but is there one or two things that you wish you had known when you first started your business? Uh, that time 
is more precious than money. That right there, because um, like you, I, I had a hustle mindset. I mean, when I started, I started my own business in 2007, my, my, my um, first law firm. And I, before that, I worked for a global law firm for five years. And it was like, the hustle is real. Like if you're not working, you know, you know, building like 80 hours, like you're a scrub, you know? And so I had that, like the struggle is real. And then I started my own firm and I was working like sometimes 70 hours a week. And that, I mean, that was a badge of honor to be Mm -hmm. like working yourself practically to death. And so, and I also struggled with being a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And so lack of delegation, like, and not spending the time in order to develop the skills in others that I want duplicated. And then when there were systems that needed to be put in place, not taking the time away in investing the money to have those systems in place. So, so that's the mindset set shift to shift that time is actually more valuable than money. You can make more money, but you can't get back more time and being willing to let go of the money in order to buy back your time. So with that, I mean, when you're in or wanting to scale business, you know, that has to be at the foundation. Like, be letting go of those dollars in order to buy back your time, investing in people, bringing people onto your team, investing in systems to leverage other people's time and leverage systems in order to buy back your own. So I wish (laughs) I would have known that. I mean, it would have saved me so many, you know, just of of, of just being on the hustle bus for years. I know it. It's just so funny. After you have these aha moments and you grow, you also have to make sure we don't, you know, and I say we, cause I think we identify as entrepreneurs that we don't kind of a self-pity or self-sabotage with that new realization that if I only had known, I'd be so much farther along. And then you're still not progressing because you're fixated on your new realization. You know? So for me, it's such a discipline to just keep getting past it. I am where I am, you know, but when you mentioned stepping over dollars, it reminded me of a um, conversation I had with a realtor, Sharon Restrepo. And she had mentioned that she sees so many of her clients, you know, she helps people with real estate investing and uh, step over. I think she says step over dollars to save pennies or chasing after pennies and stepping over dollars. And, and it's really, you're so fixated on saving a little bit. You're fixated on the problems that really in the end of the day don't matter. And you don't realize how much you're losing, which in, in this frame, you're talking about time. I mean, I've been a victim to that or, or, you know, I I've uh, fallen trapped to that as well. I'm chasing that perfectionism and not realizing that I'm just self-sabotaging my success with all the time that I'm, you know, losing. So to kind of refocus back into the systems and processes side of things, I know you talked about this, but what is, what would you say is the hardest part about actually creating systems and processes for your business? It's taking the time to do it. Yeah. And for me, it's because, because I, and, and I've seen this with other businesses, especially, in, especially if you're really um, busy and working in your business and not on your business, it really takes intentionality to get to the place like, you know what, I am going to be the CEO. I am going to be the boss of my brand and not be a worker bee. 
And it takes intentionality because it's so easy to continue being, you know, the being the production person, mm. especially if that is the skill set that you've learned and brought you to that place, you know, that you currently are. And so being intentional and, and taking the time. So for me, you know, that that's what one of the biggest struggles were, even in my law practice, like, you know, being saying no to taking on new clients so I can restructure to build, to go farther. Mm -hmm. It it takes intentionality to do that. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, no, I I totally appreciate that. And and I I would totally agree with myself and, and many other business owners. It's the same. And, you know, there's a powerful quote that I love that says you live your life by how you live your days. And, and it's really, how can we expect change in our life when we're unwilling to change anything about what we're literally doing right now? But I have to say from experience, it feels so good to say no to those other things that, you know, you should in lieu of, of trying to grow, you know, be, and, and to, to become a better version of yourself, to have your business become a better version of where it's at. And I've learned, I've wasted, like you said, so many times, I mean, you know, so many hours, days, weeks, and years of my life fixating on what seemingly didn't matter and unwilling to change my routine. And then once that clicked for me, it's just such a beautiful thing, you know? So I have ADHD, so focus is hard for me. I got to be intentional about focus in general, even though I know I need to do it, but, but all in all, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, you said you're, you're going to say something. And the 80, 20 rule, you know, it really boils down to that. And, and it's so easy to, to focus on the 80% that's not, you know, the 80% um, that's only getting you 20% of your results rather than focusing on that 20% that will get you 80% of your results. I mean, it's a, it's a mind shift and you got, it's, I mean, literally be intentional. Like I know right now focusing on reframing my business and focusing on developing SOPs and, and, and developing people that can become experts in this thing I can delegate. It takes time out of my day, but it will produce 80% of what I want my business to be, you know, a year from now, six months from now. It takes discipline and it takes attentionality. Yeah, intentionality. That's- that's awesome. So as we wrap things up here, how I know we'll include, I'll include this stuff in the show notes, but what's the best way for people to jump into your world and just get in contact with you? If there's a product or service or course that you're offering and they just want more of what you're doing. Sure. www.scalesafeacademy.com scalesafe academy. And you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Adelisa Eze. That's E-Z-E, Adelisa Eze on Facebook or Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll make sure we include the links to the, the social channels and stuff in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the episode. I always love connecting with other entrepreneurs and I just have learned that there's so much in our journey that just us sharing our story. I know it's going to meet people, as I say on these episodes where they're at, but is there anything that you want to, to mention before we end here? Yeah, I just, you know, to, to the audience and all entrepreneurs, inspiring entrepreneurs that, you know, whatever your journey looks like, it's beautiful for you. And, and, you know, all of us, we're all going through a journey and it to just 
for us to, as we go through our journey, not to compare our journey to another person's journey. You know, our all of our journeys are unique and beautiful on its own. That's awesome. I couldn't have closed it out a better way myself. So Adelisa, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. And many blessings to you and your business and all the lives you're impacting for the rest of this year and, and many years to come. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end. Your future self will thank you as you become a better entrepreneur, parent, and spouse. For a list of resources that I use to keep my business out of bankruptcy, as well as a free tool that I created to help you crush the overwhelm in your business, visit businessprocesspodcast.com.